You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team. Assemble. And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, it is the DEFCON 1 edition of the unofficial 40 podcast. It is an emergency podcast. I'm just, there is one good thing that happened today. We recorded a podcast uh, it was a really good podcast. It was a really good podcast, and it was not my fault at all. It was recorded. <laughs> it was in the can. It was ready to go. It was ready to upload. It was, it was uploading. It was uploading. <laughs> I, I successfully completed my part of the podcast that never is going to see the light of day, because as soon as we were uploading it, Josh was on his way to Katie, uh, and he got word that something was amiss. And, and basically... I think we can talk about this. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of times recruits do people favors that cover them, such as national recruiting services like Rivals, uh, and they will do the story beforehand. Uh, and, you know, so the, the, the outlet can have it ready to go when they do a public announcement on ESPN, uh, go in more in-depth into the decision process and how it was made, why it was made. And you kind of caught wind, like, it wasn't Oklahoma that he did the... The article for, and you couldn't say anything, uh, but you know it's one of those things we kind of got alerted to it, and we could, and then it started to kind of filter out. But like Josh, let's just go through it. Like we ended a podcast today where we thought David Hicks was choosing Oklahoma tonight, just like every player that was committed to Oklahoma, coaches on the staff, uh, and I guess I kind of set it up for you. Maybe I said too much, but. Kind of talk us through your day now of, of getting to Katie and finding out, oh, shit, something's amiss here. Yeah, this was, you know, and in the, you know, what is this, maybe the second or third pod ever lost to lost to history. Uh, I Guys, I had to keep telling myself, like, he's not committed. Don't say it in a way that looks like, just let it be. And then we we're going to do the emergency pod afterward talking about how he picked Oklahoma. Like <laughs> it was, th- th- this felt done. And I mean, like, you know, Eddie or Carrie, I know you've tweeted out some stuff and put some stuff up on the board. Like there was ample reason dating back to the party at the palace for people to believe that he was going to Oklahoma. I, I can tell you of, I've had a few conversations while I, I'm currently making my way back home through Houston traffic at four o'clock, which is a, which is a really fun thing. Um, but I have had a few conversations with a few division one coaches and I can tell you that, I mean, and these are not OU staff, not A&M staff. These are unaffiliated parties that were told by people very close to the situation that this was going to be Oklahoma. So I, I got hit up like within 30 seconds of, 
the announcement, like what happened, what what's going on here. And uh, again, so just to kind of break it down, I get out there, I am literally pulling into Katie Paytow high school to, you know, just get, start to get set up. I get there about an hour early. I'm just kind of killing time, going to get a feel for it. There's been some weird stuff going on at the high school all day. So I kind of thought, well, maybe security is going to be heightened. I need to get out there early. So I pull in and I get a phone call from, uh, you know, uh, a fellow reporter that's like, yeah, you sound in good spirits, but I don't think it's going to last. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I, I hear that he has informed some people it's going to be A&M. Now, what's really interesting is some of the conversations that were happening kind of while we were waiting as we all kind of figured out this is going to be A&M and talking to some of the A&M guys and, you know, the A&M guys have thought it was Oklahoma. I, I can tell you there were, there were two A&M outlets there. One was coming just to help out his network and the other one wasn't planning to be there as of like 12 hours ago. So it, it all just changed very fast, very late. And, you know, it, that, that's recruiting sometimes. I, you know, I, everybody can kind of make their own assumptions about what happened, why it, why it transpired the way it did. But it's, it's, it's kind of the reverse of the Anthony Evans situation where it looked set to be Georgia and ends up being OU. Well, and here's the thing too. As soon as you start doing this, I start reaching out uh, and I just sent a text to someone. I said, was the OU staff informed that, he was he was switching his commitment to A&M and they said no like to me that's that's what you don't want to get into is when you make a decision and you you've told someone something and then you don't tell them like I'm changing my like it's a little pussy I mean like it, it, it's it's not being a grown man um like that's you want to you want to be a grown-up when you're going through something like even when you make decisions that are hard like I'm an old man now, and it's it's not pleasant if I have to have, you know, a, get rid of somebody, if I have to fire someone. It's it's the most – Josh always makes me do it. Uh, it's not fun. He doesn't want to do it, uh, but – I'm kidding. Uh, he's offered to fire plenty of people. Um, but it's like th- there are things in life that are just uncomfortable, but you have to do them. And this is one of those things – you don't get to skip that step. Like, man, youngster, like you've got to tell a staff – that's invested, if not millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars in recruiting you, that you decide, even if you told them you're coming, you have to call them and say, hey, I know I told you this, and you've got all these other things, decisions that you've made based on me telling you this, so I wanted you to know I'm not coming to your school. I've decided, I've changed my mind. I'm going somewhere else. Like, that's the part that's just bad in this. And it, John, I think that the question next becomes like, when this has been done to Todd Bates, when this has been done to Brent Venables, like, are they just like, do they even bother now? Or is it just like... It's a burned bridge, right? Yeah, I mean, is it? I mean, is it... You just... You at least ask for one more chance to... I mean, a lot of people are pointing out his mom looked strange, like, during the announcement. I mean, Eddie and I sat in the office and watched it. She did not... She looked uncomfortable. His dad was smiling, but his mom looked pretty uncomfortable. You were there. The, yeah, yeah, there was a, 
there was kind of a weird vibe. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I can't put my finger on what it was. I think I was still processing what was about to come and what the next 24 hours of my life was going to be like. But, you know, to your point, Kerry, you know, I, I mentioned Anthony Evans a second ago. That's how Anthony Evans ended up at Oklahoma, is he was calling to tell them, hey, I'm not coming. And they got to, you know, sit down and talk. I mean, I, and I get that, you know, that, well, you want to avoid that. You know, they didn't want to deal with that. And I understand that. But if it's all even, if you haven't taught, you know, there's been no indication, okay, then every coach can find out on the television like everybody else, That that's fine if that's the way you want to play it. But if you're going to tell them you're coming, which there's a lot of indication that that, that had that had happened, um, to then let them find out, like to be turned on their head, that that I, I don't know. I, I'm very rarely one to say eh, I don't like the way that was handled. You know, kids are kids; they're going to do stuff the way they do them. I've been around it long enough that it's just whatever. That that doesn't. I I, I don't know. That that does cause a door maybe to be closed where. You know, I, I, I talking to you know A and M people. I, I don't think they have any illusions. Like if Oklahoma wants to stay in this, they can still be a part of this recruitment, and things could change. Like I, I don't think A and M's just like, oh well, this is over. Like I don't think they feel that way. So that'll be a very interesting question. Like how does OU handle that? I'm gonna guess for the first 24 hours or so, OU is like it's probably even if they want to get involved, they're like it's best that we just not talk to him. We might say something we don't want to say <laughs> um, because there's got to be just a level of frustration. You know, you felt like the job was done, you felt like you'd done all you needed to do, and then you find out at the last second, oh no, none of that mattered. Well, and I I don't even know how much, and I, I mentioned this to Carrie as we're watching everything kind of unfold. Not only were the OU coaches, I think, fooled. I think guys that were in the 2023 class, just with stuff that they tweeted. Like, I haven't talked to anybody, obviously, but it just seems like even players within the class were hyping it up to the point of you usually don't see that unless they know or have been told, yeah, he's coming or we need to hype this up. This is a big deal for us. Not necessarily to pressure anybody, but to almost welcome somebody into the fold. It seems like everybody's been thrown for a curveball. And I like, I was telling Carrie, I, I can't remember a time when literally everybody up in this area of the world in Norman was just completely blindsided. Here's the here's the question everybody's gonna have. Um and I'll throw it to you, Josh, to kind of try and piece this together the best you can. When do you think David Hicks committed to Oklahoma? And when do you think he flipped to Texas A&M based on what you've been hearing? Well, the, it's an interesting conversation because the party at the palace, I talked to several people that were, let's, you know, like it, it depended on how you wanted to receive what he said. But there was definitely a clear indication given there that he – that he told some people he was going to Oklahoma. Like that now you can argue about like, was it official? And was he sitting down Brent Venables? I don't think he was like, I, it felt a little more informal than that. Maybe talking with some of the players, that kind of stuff. So that is, you know, uh, that, that stuff happens on trips. Like I, right, you know, that's right. one of those things like, I think it's a really good indicator. And it's, it's about, it's when I put in my forecast and all those sort of things. But my impression is that maybe in the last week or so. Like I, I, I was told that as recently as last night, 
he was telling people it was Oklahoma. Um, Again, I know several people that that talked to family members that were informed it was Oklahoma. Now, what's interesting is I was talking to some other people that said there was some comments made, um, again, in the last 24 hours by family members. I kind of want to leave it vague a little bit that it was going to be A&M. There, there was some sort of function in the last 48 hours that like that there was some hint that it, that it might be A&M. So my impression is that this didn't f- – I knew driving from Katy to Houston there was going to be some kind of – Oh, no, we officially oh. lost him. We'll get him back We're here. We're efforting. We'll effort to get him back. It, it's – you know, I think the carry the, the number Say, one – There he is. Josh, Josh, I'm sorry, we lost you there yes. for a second. Right, we lost you right at the tail end of the oh, family, good, good. the family, the right at the, kind of the tail end of the family. Yeah. Uh, you know, giving some impressions that it was going to be a And M. Yeah, th- th- it felt. And again, I'm I'm trying to be a little vague. I don't want it to turn into you know people pointing fingers or anything like that. That just that doesn't matter. Well, the way it, that they handled it, there people, people are going to point fingers. <laughs> Oh, a hundred percent. You know, like it. They, I don't want to be they the one the, that like I got puts you, anybody, You know, right? So it, it, it's going to happen either way. The my feeling is that probably sometime between last night and this morning was when everything went final. Like I was hearing A and M was still pitching him hard at like eleven o'clock last night. I mean, like that kind of stuff. Like really burning the midnight oil, trying to kind of make that work. And I mean, you know, you hear a lot of NIL talk and I think that's a big part of it. Um, you know, and you wonder if that's some of the weird feeling, you know, that, that like I said, that you guys noticed on, I could feel being there. Um, it, it just, it all felt a little strange, a little off. And, you know, you just wonder kind of, who was really there when the decision was made, who was involved with that and, you know, what the, you know, the kind of final motivation was because I was, you know, I could only hear David David's end of the conversation, but I heard him say something about his relationship with uh, the A&M coaching staff. And then he talked about proximity to home and the proximity thing. Okay. That's fair. The relationship thing. You, you talk to anybody and that's Todd Bates. So yeah. I, it, that, that thing that rung a little hollow for me. Um, but again, I, I'm not down on the kid. Like, whatever he wants to do, that's fine. David's handled all of this really well. Uh, you know, to be fair, this th- there were some oddities in the last 24 hours, I it, guess you could say. Is it fair to say, at the end of the day, with as quickly as this kind of fell off for Oklahoma, there's not a whole lot that Todd Bates and Brent Venables and staff could have done. Like, Sometimes it just happens to flow like this as much as nobody wants to hear that. And a set of war chest behind them. I mean, maybe. yeah. I, like, to say they got out-recruited, I guess, would be one way of saying it. But it just feels like there's other motivations here that at some point you're going to battle, obviously, when you're dealing with five-star guys. But there's not else much they could have done. No, no, th- this isn't a, oh, you drop the ball or they let it, you know, like they should have been more on it. Like this was, I mean, it was a little subversive. There, there's no other way to say it. Like it, it was kind of snuck in the back door a little bit. And, uh, you know, oh, you thought everybody 
everybody was kind of on, you know, on the up and had, you know, they all knew what the other one was doing. You know, they knew what David Hicks and his family were doing. David and his family knew what OU was doing. And they thought it was all kind of on the level. And I'm not saying that it wasn't, but clearly, like we talked about earlier, there were some things that OU could have been notified about, at least could have been given a chance to say, hey, you know, okay, we we understand that. Let's let's talk about this a little bit. You know, could have had at least a chance to rebut, um, you know, some of the things that were being pushed against them. But, again, I, I like I said, I mentioned talking to a couple of coaches uh, just before basically we got on the phone, and one of them was like, those guys are really hard to beat when they really want somebody. And, you know, you, there was a little more to the, the quote there, but it, it, I mean, when A&M digs their heels in, you know, since the beginning of NIL and Jimbo Fisher get mad about that if he wants to, it's hard to ignore the correlation that when they really want a guy, they tend to get him, and that didn't used to be the case. Well, and here's the thing, too, is like, Say that, that some communication gets opened back up, and if the communication turns to, well, uh, Texas A&M was going to be able to take care of me um, financially, and it was something I couldn't turn down, I think Brent Todd Bates just, you know, they throw their hands up and they said, yeah, well, we're not recruiting players that you know care as much about NIL or more than they do football. I mean, sure. they've kind of been on the record as saying they're not going to waste time uh, you know, trying to recruit guys that are, re- you know, make NIL a big part of, of their college football experience. Yeah, and and OU, to be fair, and I, I think they've, again, because they feel that way, they haven't really made a point to advertise it, but they have stuff in place. Like, they're helping guys. So it's not like, you know, I think a lot of OU fans still think like, oh, well, OU's just not in the market. No, they're not in that market. That's a different thing altogether. Like, it, and it's not to say, I mean, it's legal. That's fine. Like, but I, the, I, I, it's the A&M and the Miami market. I mean, that those sure. are the two most notable that are willing to go out and spend excessive amount. And I Tennessee's mean, in Nick, there, too, with certain players. Nick Saban was pissed off for a reason right, about, yeah. about A&M. Like, right. it's a very yeah. real thing. Yeah. So, I mean, and like I said, that's that's like, again, the people that are like, oh, it's dirty. Man, that's the game. Like, that, that that's the way it is now, and that's the way it's going to be. And that's fine. Um, but at the same time, just because it's fine doesn't mean we have to ignore the reality that it exists. I mean, it's there. And OU, like you said, Kerry, is not going to that, – that's not what they want it to be about. And at the same time, it's one of those interesting things where you say, well, maybe, you know, if – if OU doesn't burn any bridges here and things don't work out well at A&M, hey, may, maybe Oklahoma's right there. And again, I can tell you that A&M's expectation is this will go out till signing day. I don't know yet how Oklahoma's going to handle this and feel about it. I think in a normal situation, they'd keep recruiting David so long as he was reciprocating that interest. But the way this went down, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a... It's a valid question, and we will see because we've just not seen this staff in this scenario before. Like with Lincoln Riley and those guys, we kind of knew how they'd handle it. This is this is a new thing, and we're going to have to learn to see how they take some of these, you know, what, what is probably feels like a pretty good slap across the cheek. 
By the way, it is time now to kick for chicken. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. They're down by 28 right now. They're it's down, 28 to They're nothing. at least down 14 nothing right now. Uh, but I wanted to say, uh, PrimeShrimp.com, uh, great sponsor. we got to get the sponsors in somehow. Yeah. we got to do pods. we got to do sponsors. It's not great news. It's an emergency pod. But uh, look, Prime Shrimp, they're the reason that we're here. Uh, you know, the Great sponsors of the pod. Use that promo code uh, SoonerScoop. Get $20 off your first order. Uh, got the new lemon and cracked pepper uh, out and keep your eyes out for even more coming out. But uh, uh, the uh, uh, French Quarter Alfredo, fantastic. Uh, also the Louisiana shrimp oil uh, or the uh, garlic herb butter. Uh, just a lot. Go to their website, primeshrimp.com, P-R-I-M-E, shrimp.com. Uh, check out all the stuff that they got. Easy, quick, fast, no mess, no prep. Uh, under 10 minutes, you have restaurant quality food. So primeshrimp.com, promo code uh, SoonerScoop. Get $20 off that first order. Uh, check them out. So they, they do not deliver to Katie Paytow, is what I've been told. But I, I'm told I don't they will never sponsor fact. Texas A&M after. No, I'm not, I'm not told. <laughs> we haven't that. heard that. No, I, they can sponsor whoever they want as long as they make some money. That's we're we're all for that. So. Josh, I think the most surprising part about all this is you know I, I think the recruiting like reporting network is relatively pretty pretty tight knit. You guys talk just how surprised everybody is from College Station when the when the surprise from Norman is equaled from the folks in College Station. That's when I my eyebrows were kind of raised in all of this over the last, you know, I, I would say three hours since this has all kind of come together. Well, and and that that's the same way for me, Eddie. So uh, again, I, I know a lot of the guys in the AM are pretty well. Um, and I, I can tell like I said, several of them obviously live in a very easy driving distance. There were two there today. Like there was no this this happened late. And was very quiet. Like there, there was no and Like there was none of that. It, it just that was not the expectation. And you know, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, so when I was told that David, you know, had had done an interview and had told people that it was going to be A and M, was I, like I said, I was pulling into Paytel High School. I was so surprised by that that, like, my brain was like, maybe he's messing with people. Like, maybe maybe this is just a ruse to build up a little hype because everybody thinks it's going to be Oklahoma, so he's throwing curveball and, you know, wouldn't be the first time this happened. Totally, you know, totally within the realm of possibility. So I stayed, even knowing that David Hicks had given some – Just A, recruiting is a chaotic thing, and B, it didn't match up with anything anyone had heard. So you just kind of thought, well, okay, I'm here. Let's give this a shot. And, I mean, you know, clearly they had the A&M helmet, and he had the hat ready to go and everything. So, I mean, there, there was no, no game being played at that point or anything. It was just – it was so – like, again, no one was picking Texas A&M, not a single person. Truly shocking. It it's it's one of those things that's like yeah. I mean, it, you almost got to laugh about it because it's just so insane how it all went down and how quickly it went down. Because I mean, I I don't think that people will understand. We literally did a pod, and the plan was to do an emergency pod with you after you left the high school because you were going to have talked to David. Everything was going to go use favor. Well, like we had stories ready to go. 
videos ready to go. It's it's one of those that you OU truly go. staff members had tweeted out like how it was going to be one of the greatest weeks in the history of OU recruiting. Well, maybe something's coming. <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it, it's it's just it's one of those that you just kind of shake your head and go, well, yeah, yeah, that that's how that goes. Oh, you know, talking to some, there's no question. I mean, you know, like Carrie has has put out there, they're blindsided. I mean, they're just this was not foreseen. This was not part of the plan. But at the same time, I mean, you know, this is a this is kind of how this program operates right now. They're they're going to pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and go after the next guy. And again, with Hicks, we'll see. I, I don't know, um, but I know. My feeling was that if he commits to Oklahoma, a and going to stay right on him and keep working. I didn't see any reason to think that door would close, and I didn't think he'd close it on a and I don't think he's going to close it on Todd Bates if OU wants to go that route. So, Well, that's the one – I mean, that's the this, one this kind of bonus they have is – All for naught. Who knows? That's the one kind of bonus OU has in this is that because he didn't do it the right way with Todd Bates, like he owes Todd Bates a phone call. And Todd Bates – she, I mean, maybe he could play this in a way that's like, this was not you. Like, th- we know this wasn't you. We know you're you're better than this. Like, yeah. Like, let us sit. Let, let's let's sit back down and talk this over. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just. You, I'm no, like. That's like fan fiction. I'm writing but right it, now. But it's probably. one of those things that, like, <laughs> usually it would be very uncomfortable to talk about a recruitment like this and basically allege that there was some kind of misdeed done behind the scenes but, but there's not a misdeed i mean it's it's nil if it is i mean like they do whatever they want it's no just, i i get it it's just like but this is the one that you go like and i've been telling people today through text it's like i'm usually never that guy like people want to scream they're throwing money at him throwing money at him but so what you could do that now i, I realize that but it feels like this there's, is more significant than just a bag i mean look if there's anything that's significant here that is wrong is is if A&M said, do not call OU and tell them that you're switching. Like, not that that's even illegal, but that's got to be a signal. Like, a, a, there needs to be something that goes off in your head and says, no, that's not the right way to do this. Like, it just, it does seem like, if anything, it seems like this was done in a, a backroom deal that was done or it felt like a backroom deal. When it, it, it should have just all been out in the open. I mean, we're talking seven figures. Has to be. They can do that if they want. Sure, I I get it. And that's the thing. It's like a, I've checked my mentions, and all these people are fighting about NIL, and uh, why would he want to go to a school that just let Adrian Martinez run all over him? And then why would he want to go to a school that gets beat by Appalachian State? Like so, it's just become this big fan fight between well, A and O U. Yeah, it's a cesspool, and that's what it's going to be. It's recruiting. It's recruiting, man. It's fantastic. I I kind of dig it, it. Actually, it is a little old fashioned, I guess, in a way. Well. Guys, I mean, and, and there is something to be said for that. Like, so rarely anymore does a guy announce and surprise anybody. Sure. Like, it doesn't happen. Like, hardly ever. It's and like you said. They love to every, tell you, oh, I'm going to shock the world, but few do. And it's like you said, every recruiting reporter had a read on this thing. They knew how it was probably going to go. It's just that yep. everybody's trained to not say anything and not ruin the kid's moment. Uh, and then when you don't, you do all the things the right way and you don't ruin a kid's moment. And then it comes out the opposite. It's like, you're also kind of enabling the kids and enabling the backroom deals to happen, uh, by keeping things quiet, you know, quieter than they really are in terms of where a kid's looking the whole time and what he's really thinking and where he's leaning and who he's told what, like it's, 
it's a, there's this bubble that he that that people are allowed to operate within because of the way that you know reporting works in this day and age. Oh, there's no question. I mean, and that is it's my least favorite thing about yeah. it because everything in me is you report the news, like you report what's there. But at the same time, you go and burn one of these kids, you're not going to hear from them the next one. Absolutely. So you just kind of get stuck in this cycle sometimes. So like I said, I waited as long as I could, basically, about the time I knew they were about to go live on ESPN. And I just put something on the board like, hey, I don't like what I'm hearing, guys. Like Just to be like, as ready as you can be, be ready, because this is not going to go OU's way. And it's not about ruining the kids' moment. It's about trying to prevent a bunch of grown men from just being apoplectic about a, a shocking turn of events. And again, I don't have any rooting interest, but it was shocking to me as well. I don't blame OU fans that are just a little bit uh, a little bit bewildered right now. Well, things aren't exactly going well for OU right now. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the longest Yeah, it hasn't been it. the week of their dreams. Other than, uh, we, t- we talked about this on the pod, like other than CeeDee Lamb, there really hasn't been anything good about OU, former OU, to brag about in the last seven, eight days. Baker and Kyler aren't doing too well. It's OU just, just lost. It's just not great. Not great. Not great right now. I Not great for it, t-shirt sales. Not great for... Well, it, it, it's one of those things, too, that it's like there's not a whole lot that could be said that's going to make people better. We could talk about how great this class is. We could talk about how great it's the defensive line It's still a really good class. class. It's oh, just, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. have the five-star defensive line that that's you right. really... You know, the the lost pod, which wasn't lost, we talked about, you know, the, the Kansas State game and how it's a good defensive line, but that, you know, Kansas State's off having a decent offensive line showed that they need difference makers. And this was going to be a difference maker they could add to it that Todd Bates could add to. It. I mean, you don't think Todd Bates wanted this guy more than everybody with the guys that he's been practicing with? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, those guys are good, but you watch David King's tape and it's, it's freaking phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, David Hicks. David. They take David King, though. If, if, I keep if he wants to David, re- I keep seeing David King on Instagram, and he's got a dog that he's working with right now. So it it's one of those things too that I you know you, we can talk about. We could sit here and talk about what kind of class they have coming in. I mean, Colton Vasic, one of the guys that you went and saw last week, Josh, uh, PJ Adebore. I mean, uh, it, it's they have a good unit already. But it was going to make it that much better, and now they're back to kind of ground zero on where they're going to be with the, you know, the the defensive line recruit. I, not 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 ground zero, I guess, but just this is a hit. It's taking not taking it oh, to sure. another level. Yeah, I mean, the ability to take it. They to got knocked to the ground a little bit. And guys, it's as much about perception as it is sure. anything else. Like, don't get me wrong. I think David Hicks is a very good player. Uh, you know. Is he Tommy Harris or Gerald McCoy? No, I, I didn't. I, I don't see him quite on that level, but I think he's a very good player. Um, but when you go land elite guys in Houston, and you know we talked about it on the other pod, like and winning in KDISD against A and M is really, really hard. And I don't know why, but OU has just had their guts ripped out there a couple of times with now with this to follow Bryce Foster. I mean, they've just taken some really tough beats in that that particular school district. So, like I said, I mean, it it's still a very good class. The defensive line group has three of the better players that Oklahoma has landed along the defensive line in a long time. So, there's a lot to still be very pleased with, but obviously, 
this hurts your momentum a little bit because like I said, it's it's about perception that oh you went and you know got this guy. This guy could go anywhere and he picked Oklahoma. That looks good to other recruits. And I mean we've already seen David Stone, you know, tweet out kind of a shock yeah. uh emoji on uh on Twitter and I, they came the picks also. Everybody thought this was Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, uh, Jackson Arnold and I mean the, all those guys were doing. Colton their... Bassett tweeted out a uh, the broken heart emoji. Oh no! Like I, it's just stuff like like Macari Vickers was tweeting last night. Stuff like that makes you go. They thought that he was coming to Oklahoma, and maybe they had even been told that he. I'm not saying that that's what happened, but it just has a feel that everybody in Norman was on the same page. They're getting David Hicks today. And then, you know, an hour and a half before it turns out that it's not going to happen. I'll, I'll make a pledge right here. David Hicks, if you stick with Texas A&M, you will not be in our dead soxy NIL program next year. <laughs> you will be walking around without no shows, like just a commoner. There might be people buying some dead soxy socks. Can you put soap in them? <laughs> Like, like full metal jacket. <laughs> yeah. um, no, don't do that. Don't do use, that. use Dead Soxy for good. DeadSoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Use that promo code uh, SCOOP. Get 25% off your entire order. I uh, see Eddie's wearing his no-shows right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I'm not showing anything Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, go check them out. You can get the, uh, the, the, the team uh, colorways as well. Get your crimson and creams. Uh, load up for game day. Get your boardroom. Uh, for just wearing to the office or wearing out for a night on the town. Uh, just just unbelievable. Everybody in the industry has been talking about him. GQ, uh, Forbes, uh, Esquire. Uh, just fantastic, light, fluffy socks for your feet. So go check them out. DeadSoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Use that promo code SCOOP and get 25% off your entire order. That is two promo codes, folks, without any talking points. Very, very impressive. There you go. Just straight up live. <laughs> I'm impressed. It's emergency pod. We got to be on our game. I, it, it's 100% that. Well, I mean, look, I, let's just hit on this real quick. I mean, this is a big week for Brent Venables. This is not starting off well. Uh, they're going to be focused on TCU, though. I mean, this will be a little bit of a hit because this is everything for Brent Venables coming up. Going to TCU, don't want to lose your second game. You want to get this defense turned around. There's been a lot of talk this week. Uh, but it's, uh, and maybe that's Josh's cue to say, I'm getting the hell out of here. Um, Josh, we got you now. Yes, I'm back. Okay. Sorry. Lo- I couldn't figure out what had happened. No. Uh, so, I mean, look, it's, it's no time to sit and cry over spilt milk. You got to go beat TCU now. 100%. And I think that, you know, this is something that we all discussed during the, uh, now lost pod, just as far as it's a, it's, it's a major turning point for Oklahoma, not a turning point, but just a major game for Oklahoma to get back into the right way, uh, to perform in the right way after the disaster that was last week. Josh, I know that we kind of sounded off on it earlier, uh, talking about you know just the performance in general last week, but I'm somewhere in between of thinking that it was an anomaly and thinking that they came back down to earth a little bit and what they actually are as a defense. And people just got to remember that and myself included, that this thing wasn't going to be turned over just overnight. It wasn't going to just be because Brent Venables was on the sidelines, everything was going to be okay. Uh, But that doesn't also mean that they can play specifically defensively like they did a week ago. 
Yeah, you know, that's what I came away feeling was that, you know, there were problems. But on the rewatch, I I thought, man, there's some stuff to build on offensively. The offensive line, I thought, had their best game of the year. Uh, Really did a nice job dealing with Felix Nduke Uzama. Um, And really, like I said, a very physical Kansas State front. For the most part, they dealt with pretty well. Um, So I I thought offensively there were real signs. Now, Dylan Gabriel's got to stop missing, you know, just inexplicable throws. Yep. But – He's talent. I mean, there's enough track record with him to say that'll get right. Like that, that will correct itself. He's too good a player to keep making basic mistakes. He's not a superstar, but he's a very good player that just is missing things that you know he's capable of hitting. Uh, defensively, burn that tape. Just, just burn it. Let it be. You don't need to look at it again. And uh, again, I think there is some. Um, dose of reality in, in what we saw on Saturday night because Oklahoma's defensive line is not the best defensive line in the country and all the tackles for loss and sacks everybody's like well you know Brent just showed up and it's all, all fixed no it didn't work like that like because there's just not you look at that group there's not a bunch of NFL first second day picks in that group there's there's a few good solid players a couple guys might make a roster but there's not dominant players up there so that's you know that's why recruiting has to be a hit, and that's why you have to do things to make yourselves more talented. But uh, again, like, do I think that what we saw? You know, there's a lot of people like, well, okay, now we've really seen the Oklahoma defense. No, no, you don't get to ignore three weeks and say, yep, that one week's them. Like that, that's not realistic either. So, I think uh, again, there's going to be better play. I. Th- I think a lot of this week, I expect a good performance against TCU for basically the same reason that we saw a bad one against Kansas State, in my opinion, because Oklahoma spent a week hearing about how great they were, and they fell back into some of those trappings, and now everybody's just burying them, and they're a better team than TCU. So you go down there and are motivated and want to and are playing a team that you are more talented than, I, that feels like a pretty good recipe. And uh, you know, something we got in, uh, you know, the, the pod that you'll never hear. Uh, I, we all kind of want to make lineup changes. I mean, like we want to tinker, want to do this. We all want to see Key Lawrence start in, in, at safety. Uh, Jer- I mean, uh, Josh wants to see more Jaron 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 Um I I think it comes down to this though. Brent has to allow those guys to kind of in 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 even a linebacker with Agwebu and, and Danny Stutzman like. He has to let them ride the roller coaster a little bit uh, because if you just start yanking guys and replacing guys, like confidence is immediately lost. Like we've seen that with the cornerback position time and time again over the years. Like let these guys kind of work through some rough patches. And if they can't do it, they can't do it. But I, I don't think after one game and one poor performance that you just start making wholesale changes. I, I don't think that's good for a new coach with a new system. Uh, to come in here and and just all of a sudden make guys feel like they're looking over their shoulders. And unless that snap. was unless that was the way that he operated within the locker room, I don't know how that would go over just with the team in general. Unless there was some kind of outlandish, like yeah, this guy should never be playing on the field. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And I mean, if if guys are working hard, they're practicing hard, uh, they're doing the right things on and off the field, like. They, they, people don't want to hear this, but they'll deserve more chances than the guys who aren't. So, um, you know, Justin Broyles, they probably feel that way over Key Lawrence at this point. 
Uh, Key Lawrence has got to go out there. If he wants to take that job, he's got to take it. And he hasn't done that yet. I mean, he's been inconsistent just like everybody else. So um, I just, I don't know. Um, it's it's a... By the way, I'm getting some new information. Uh, I feel like... I need... Yep, Josh is out. Um, what are the starters doing? I, I we, we lost you there for a second. I just got a, a note from somebody... Uh, David Hicks called Todd Bates 10 minutes before the announcement to tell him he's picking A&M. Josh, did you hear that? Wow. So, yeah. I guess... I mean, at least it's something. It's better than nothing. Like, you have to... At least he did it. Um, So, you know, uh, that's, that's reasonable enough. Um, it's it's but, not know, an easy well, conversation to be had. I'm sure. Like I no, I would ne- I've never course. been in that position. Lord. Right. I would never want to be in that position. Yeah, yeah. That that's absolutely true. W- what I was going to say earlier, just so we you know, we I think we've done the Hicks dance. Um, my problem with that thinking, and uh, again, like I, I hear what you're saying, Carrie, but I feel like there's always this like, well, the starters. You know, there's there's a reason they're out there. Okay, yeah, sure, I get it. They've got more experience. They know what's going on. I, I understand. But at what point are they accountable for all the mistakes they're making? Like it's all oh, this guy's going to mess up in practice. That guy's messing up in the game. So is that better? Like I, I don't always understand why there's this dogmatic like, well, he's like we see the same thing about Will Sunderland all the time. And then the second they put Will Sunderland on the field, he starts making plays, and you're like, I. There's got to be some ground for that guy does things this other guy can't do. Sure. I, and I completely get that. Like, And it's the same thing with the Jaron Canick stuff uh, about not using him against Kansas State. Like, I completely get the side of, like, I understand where the coaches would maybe be coming from as far as, like, a trepidation to throw him into the fire as quickly as uh, they would be doing in his fourth game of the, you know, his career. But I also understand the side that I think you're on, Josh, where it's like, What's the worst that could happen? You gave up a third and 16. Might as well go down, uh, kind of go down swinging, if you will. I, I mean, a couple of those defensive performances, like, are you really telling me there's no one that could could play better than that? Like, yeah. I, I get it. Like, you don't want to bury a guy who's done all he can for your program. Like, I, you don't want to humiliate a guy. I, I totally get that. That's That's reasonable. And, again, you're talking about a couple of, you know, guys who have some leadership role in this team. And so I understand, but at the same time, it's not about two guys. It's about 85, 90, 105, whatever you want to say. It's about all those guys and what's best for that team. And, you know, like a tip of the cap to the veteran, I I, I don't know. Like, I, is that what's best for everybody? I, I, I don't know. No, I, I completely agree. It will be interesting to see, uh, you know, I, I guess just kind of see what kind of changes come about from a loss, uh, what, you know, who gets more opportunities come Saturday when they take the field in Fort Worth. I think that it's going to be really intriguing to see just which way this thing responds because you can sit here and talk about how, you know, Deshaun White and Reggie Grimes and, uh, you know, the guys that we talked to this week, Ethan Downs, they, they said all the right things. It wasn't stuff that people wanted to hear as far as we needed this, we needed the reality check all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, 
none of that in what they said on Monday and Tuesday here in Norman's going to matter once, you know, 1101 rolls around in Fort Worth on Saturday morning. Absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's the thing. It's, you know, Eddie, and you said something earlier and I think you're right. Like, I think we all, and I, I include myself, got a little wrapped up in like, well, Brent Venable is just going to fix all these problems. All this stuff that wasn't right, sure. just him being here is going to fix it all. And I thought this was a 10-2 and two team. I still think this is a 10-2 and two team. Um, I, I Like I said, they're going to lose another game. They might lose two more games. I don't think that's – I think maybe if anything on Saturday, my opinion changed that maybe 9-3 and three is more likely than 11-1. and one. Um, And, you know, mathematically that just holds up right now. But – uh, like I said, I still think this team can do everything it wants to do. Like there's still all of it in front of them. We have got to mentally check in. No, it's and I'm sorry, I didn't get the fight with you because I was updating Twitter. So I don't agree with anything you just said. I don't even know what it was, but I don't agree. Oh, you would agree. <laughs> You would agree. We we got uh, Josh yeah, going I in and out. I think we're we're uh, we got to about wrap this up. I think is uh, Houston traffic is is gotten too thick. So we we keep losing you, Josh. I apologize. So we'll uh, no no. It's it's my fault. And I literally just looked and realized what I think I have done wrong. So it should be fixed now for the last thirty seconds here. So perfect. That's kind of the way that this thing's gone for the last couple of days. I- Hey, you know, the last the last 30 minutes is when everything comes to pass right now. So No, I I I was I was saying that uh I disagreed with you wholeheartedly even though I had no idea what you said because I was updating <laughs> the latest on Twitter with the guy that you you're done sure, talking about. Sure. Sure. it's just it's now going like how do we go for like 45 minutes and now my phone just starts blowing up love it love it something about people probably just got out of a meeting there was probably a big meeting down in norman they were having their own emergency pod yeah it it's uh it's just shocking i mean i don't know what what else we can add and what else, what more we could say it, it's it's shocking but oklahoma's gonna have to move on and they got a big game coming up this weekend and you really need to perform in these next two trips to DFW against TCU and then obviously Texas at the Cotton Bowl because, uh, you know, I, you think people are melting down now. Don't play well the next two Saturdays and you're really in a situation. Okay, so what now? People are crystal, ball, crystal balling David Hicks to OU now that the announcement's been made? I don't know. What the... I don't even want, I don't want to edit things. What the hell is going on? I have no idea. I guess there we was may have to do another to do emergency on. pod tomorrow. I don't know the way this thing is going. Hmm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Maybe Josh got something. Perfect. Maybe David Hicks is switching his commitment. <laughs> This this world, man. This world. If he does, then I I'm just gonna shut this office down. We're just gonna go back to working from home. Holy crap! So, what a day. I mean, it's mass chaos. It remains mass chaos. Josh is gone, so I can't. My God. There's your pod, emergency pod that 
explained a lot of stuff in the beginning and left it open to no even more i think some people are just confused (laughs) said i just hung up i figured we were done i think people are just confused i'm confused (laughs) i mean my god i don't i mean look i think it's over i mean i really do i don't have any any reason to believe that it's yeah. It's not over. I, I would, if he called Todd Bates 10 minutes before, I mean, that's still I would feel the not same. great, but at least he called the guy. Sure. It's kind of a... So it's not... It's it's Now it's just officially... It's kind of like calling an ex-girlfriend, though, and right before you get married and saying, oh, I'm getting it's, married. It's not effed up anymore. It's just... Now we just reach sketchy. That's like the next step. This is just a sketchy day as it opposed to an effed day. up day. Uh, they better win Saturday. No, it'd be interesting. I, I don't mean, know that OU has ever needed a win, a midseason second game in the Big 12 win more than they need one this Saturday. If nothing else, I think they just need it because of the fan base. The fan base needs this. The fan base, no, that's a, I, I mean, that's who needs it. I, I have no illusions there. I, I mean, I'm kind of bummed that I'm not there now because, by the way, we did say this in the pod that didn't air. Uh, you and Bob are going down. Yeah. We're going to try and carry the press conferences live after it's over. Yeah, it should be really fun. On Soonerscoop.com and YouTube. So um, we'll have that on the regular Sooner Scoop account. Mm-hmm. So uh, might want to subscribe to that on YouTube. We have two different accounts, Sooner Scoop Editorial and Sooner Scoop. Uh, Sooner Scoop's kind of for, for the more curated stuff, whereas Sooner Scoop Editorial is just all the interviews that get done uh, throughout the week. So you can see those. Uh, but yeah, we, we've got full live stream capabilities be coming in the office for the first time. So looking forward to kind of pulling that off 11 o'clock kick, uh, you know, stay tuned at uh, sooner scoop and is any more drama comes out in, regarding the, uh, David Hicks stuff. We will get it out there. So obviously a day where the, the OU coaching staff is not pleased. The fans are not pleased. Uh, we're just here, you know, Whatever happens, happens, and we'll just tell you about it. So, hey, I mean, it was for us, it was a busy day, and I don't mind busy days. So, sure. I mean, what? It's five o'clock. It is five o'clock. It's five freaking o'clock. I mean, from the, we started potting like noon. Yeah. And then we got the pod done, starting to upload it, getting word that David Hicks is not going to OU, stop uploading the pod. Watch ESPN. It's been a whirlwind since then. Done right? this emergency pod. Now it's five o'clock. Got to get this up. It's wild, man. Did not expect this. As kind Bill of a Belichick would say, "We're on to tech or TCU." <laughs> It'd be interesting if we're on to tech. We're on to TCU. Oh, so yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will be back. Uh, Eskridge Lexus post game. Eskridge is going to be. Uh, driving us up to Fort Worth. So uh, appreciate you, Ed, and all the yes, boys sir. over at Eskridge Lexus. Uh, so we're all good on the podcast. I can tell you that. All, all this shit happening, but the podcasts are uploading correctly. iTunes is having no issues anymore. Now that we're on uh, Spotify's network, uh, everything moving uh, very smoothly with the podcast. So it's nice to have that finally behind us. And uh, we'll be back again uh saturday evening and uh, getting you another eskridge lexus postgame podcast and then we'll be back again next week for another edition right here on the unofficial 40 from soonerscoop.com